at 4 p.m. for the entire retreat, we'll be offering guided meditations on what's called the Brahma Viharas, translated as heavenly dwellings or heavenly abodes. Brahma, the gods, heavenly. Vihara abodes, heavenly abodes. Sounds pretty fun, isn't it? Heavenly abodes, who wouldn't like that? Well, what does it actually mean? So these are basket of practices in Buddhism that have to do with cultivating the heart, turning the heart towards goodness, towards kindness, towards friendliness. And the first one in the Theravada tradition, the first of the four, there are four practices. The first one is metta, which you might have heard about. Metta, loving kindness. Actually, how many of you have practiced loving kindness or metta? Show of hands. Okay, many of you. For how many of you this is a new concept? Hold your hand high, proud. Great, wonderful. Okay, great. So, so today I'll be offering a practice of loving kindness, metta. And and we start where it's easiest, where it's where it's easiest to feel a sense of friendliness, a sense of kindness, a sense of goodness. We don't immediately start with where it's challenging, the people who, you know, are difficult for us or um, we have challenges with. We start where it's easy because it's a practice of cultivating kindness gently, slowly, little by little. It's like lifting weights. You don't go to the gym and start waiting, start lifting a hundred pound weight, do you? No. You start with five, maybe, well, I will start with five, ten, you know, twenty, very, very gradually. So in this practice, we start where it's easy, where it's easy. Don't have to push it. It's easy. So what is the practice? The practice is for a practice of metta. You know, we all have inner goodness. We all have kindness. We all have friendliness. We all do. And it's a matter of cultivating it more, recognizing it more, and making it a natural. Um, it's like making it a a natural reaction of the mind. I wanted to say knee-jerk reaction, so that that's the first thing that comes up, and through practice that actually can happen. It can be that kindness is the first reaction that comes up, instead of ill will, which is the opposite of it. So there's a lot more I can say, but actually, let's just do it together. I'll tell you whatever you need to know in the guided meditation. So I invite you to get into your sitting posture. (sighs) And arriving, landing, landing in this moment, in this body, however it's feeling. Feeling your bottom on the cushion or the chair, the touch points, your feet, your legs, on the ground, connected to the earth, your hands touching your lap, 
allowing your breath to move through gently. Before we start the loving-kindness practice, it's always good to settle the mind for a few minutes. Settle and calm the mind. It's like tilling the soil, making it ready for planting seeds of kindness. So till the soil by settling and just breathing, just feeling the breath within the framework of the body. Softening, relaxing. When the body is relaxed, the mind can relax also. If the body is agitated or tight, the mind tends to become agitated or tight. So see if you can relax your body. Notice if there is any tension anywhere. and Relax, soften as much as you can, as much as possible. And with the out-breath, Ah, the out-breath, settling in more, letting go more of tightness, of tension. In-breath. Bringing in energy, aliveness, wakefulness. Ah, an out-breath. Relaxing, softening more into this body. Ah. And now, with your eyes closed, I'd like to invite you to bring to mind, bring to your mind's eye, someone in your life for whom you feel easy kindness, easy affection. And choose someone with whom you don't have a complicated relationship, someone who's easy, Sometimes children are a really good candidate for this category. If they're teenagers now, you can think of them when they were still little. Also pets. Pets are great for this practice also. Or anyone else who comes up. Just... When you feel, when you think of them, you feel safe, you feel happy. Maybe a smile shows up on your face. Could be a teacher or a coach or a friend or a parent or someone that you admire whose works you've read 
who inspires you, who has supported you through their work. Someone you, when you think of, just there's easy goodwill. You wish them well. Maybe there's a sense of warmth. And if you find yourself rehearsing various people right now, just choose one. It's okay. You'll have time later to experiment with others. Just choose someone and settle on them. And now bring this being, whether a person or a pet, bring this being to your mind's eye. As vividly as as possible, as if they were sitting right in front of you. What do they look like? Kind of see them in their natural way of being. felt sense comes up for you, kind of a felt sense of the person. So the image of the person, their felt sense, their, their you-ness, what it feels like to be them, just bring that up as clearly as you can. And now, turn your attention, if you would, while you keep the image of them up or a felt sense of them up, to what comes up in you when you imagine them in front of you. Is there a sense of ease, calmness, delight, warmth, a smile? Could be big, could be very subtle, could be nothing, just a sense of, ah familiarity. And just for a moment, let's hold those two. Number one being the image, the felt sense of this being right in front of you. And tuning into what comes up in you with this stimulus, with this image, with this thinking about this person, bringing it up. And that feeling of goodwill, kindness, friendliness that just comes up, as subtle as it might be, that is metta, that is loving kindness. It's not complicated, doesn't have to be huge or big. Just subtle kindness, friendliness, goodwill, care, affection, love, however it might show up for you. And flowing out of this feeling of goodwill, of metta, allow the phrases, which I will share with you in a moment, allow these phrases, these blessings, these wishes of goodwill, Let them come out of this feeling of metta, gentle goodwill that comes up in you. I offer the traditional phrases, the long form and the short form, and feel free to use 
these phrases, silently reciting them in your mind for this being. Or if you already have an established metta practice, you are welcome to use your own phrases or experiment with these new ones just for fun. first phrase has to do with safety. May you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. Directing this silently in your mind to this being right in front of you. Second phrase having to do with with happiness, with mental well-being. May you be happy and have joy in your heart. May you be happy and have joy in your heart. The third phrase having to do with physical well-being and happiness. May you be healthy and strong. May you be healthy and strong. And the last phrase has to do with general well-being, with ease of life flowing, being able to happily take care of oneself. May your life flow with ease, In every way, may your life flow with as much ease as possible in every way. Again, keeping up the image, the felt sense of the person, that's number one. Number two, seeing what arises in you as you keep them in your mind's eye, what arises in you. And number three, from the feeling that arises in you, letting the phrases flow. This practice of metta could feel like a three-ring circus. The image, felt sense, the feeling in you, and the phrases. I'll repeat the phrases one more time the long form. May you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm, dear one. Sometimes I like to add dear one or maybe their name. May you be happy and have joy in your heart, dear one. May you be healthy and strong, dear one. And may your life flow with ease, dear one.
May you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm, so and so. May you be happy and have joy in your heart, so and so. May you be healthy and strong, dear so-and-so. And may your life flow with ease, dear so-and-so. You find the energy waning, bringing up the image of them more brightly. Maybe if it's a child, seeing them jump up and down and be happy and do their thing in the playground. Or if it's a pet, or if it's a friend or anyone, seeing them in natural, their natural environment perhaps, seeing them happy. Sometimes it helps to see them as if in different tableaus, seeing them safe, an image of safeness. For me, what comes up is usually being nicely, safely tucked away in bed when there's a storm out, just a sense of safety. Or imagining, visioning, them healthy, a tableau of health when you wish them health. With the third one, or with the second one, a tableau of them being really happy and joyous to, to really enable you to connect the wishes, the phrases with your mind's eye, with the images. And with the last one, an image of them having a life of ease, maybe lying in a hammock. Ah, so much ease. Creativity and imagination can be helpful in this practice of metta. May you be safe, dear one. May you be happy, dear one. May you be healthy, dear one. May you have ease, dear one. I'll offer the short form of the phrases one more time. May you be safe. May you be happy. 
May you be healthy. May you have ease. Keep experimenting as if you're a scientist of your own mind with this practice. Experimenting, hanging in there. May you be safe, dear one. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you have ease.
some people find that the phrases together with the rhythm of the in-breath and out-breath synchronized can be helpful. You're welcome to experiment. For the last minute of this practice, I invite you to offer yourself kindness and friendliness for whatever this session was like, whether it was wonderful or very difficult for you, just holding yourself with care and acceptance and kindness, not leaving yourself out of your own care, acceptance, goodwill, and kindness. May I love and accept myself just as I am. May I accept whatever arose in this time this period with kindness and grace. So the practice of metta, of loving-kindness, can be a profound and really powerful practice in and of its own right. Not just to support mindfulness practice, but in its own right can be a liberating practice. And to keep in mind that this is a practice that needs to be cultivated and like walking meditation for some people, it takes some getting used to, to sort of keep the, get the three ring circus going and 
And there's a lot that can happen to on the road to cultivation. But just to say that you may not feel anything. Like if you're expecting metta loving kindness to be this cosmic ray of oneness and love for everyone and you know your being will be engulfed in your care and love, that may just not happen. And it's perfectly fine. You may not feel anything. But know that seeds of kindness are being planted one by one by one by one. And many stories I can tell, but one of my favorite stories is actually from Sharon Salzberg. It's, I think it's the story that she, sell, she tells the most. And when I taught with her, I, I, I loved her telling it, not just reading it in her book, but... Um, so Sharon Salzberg, who's kind of known as the queen of metta in our circle, um, decades ago, she took on this practice and she hadn't done it and she decided to do it, she says, for a you know, week long or 10 days meditation, silent meditation, which she was just going to do it on her own and practice with it. And um, she did that and you know, just as I shared it with you, this is the practice that she was doing it. And the end of the week, she thought, wow, you know, this was the most boring, torturous week I spent and nothing happened. It was just boring, like, oh, say these phrases over and over. Maybe you'll be well, may you be happy. May I be well, may I be happy. Oh. And just, just like, oh, I wasted the whole week. And then she says that time she was carrying a vase uh, and the vase dropped and broke. And what came up, the thought that came up was, oh, Sharon, you're a klutz, and I love you anyway. And that completely surprised her. Wow, that kindness, where was that kindness? That I love you anyway. Wow, so this whole week of practice, something shift, had shifted for her. And I've seen so many people through my years of teaching that it just shifts and changes. People change. Um, I can tell you so many stories of of people acting in unexpected kind ways towards themselves and towards others that just floored them, surprised them. Um, I can share the same thing for me, that this, things have come up in my life with kindness and generosity that kind of like, what? Really? This person just attacked you viciously and you're being kind? And it's not about me, it's about this practice. So it's just, it can really change you to cultivate. And again, you might have found this the most boring, the wasteful thing, but you did, but hang in there, hang in there. You may be surprised. So we have some time for questions, about 10 minutes or so before the walking period. So I'd like to open it up to any questions you might have. Especially if this practice is new for you, don't be shy. Yes, please. Uh, you mentioned comp- you mentioned simplicity in relationships earlier on in meditation. Yes. Uh, which I found very difficult. Yes. Simply the way that I relate to people is a very complex way. I try to understand their motivations, who they are as people, etc. Um, <coughs> the only way I could meditate was to give up my brother, which is a fairly fundamental, although not simple, relationship. So I'm curious to hear. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I'll repeat that question so everyone hears it um, in the back. Um, The crux of the question is, I mentioned uh, 
choose someone with whom you have a simple relationship. And and uh, the question they are raising is that uh, many of the relationships that they have, they realize they're complex because they think about the person and, and they thought about their brother with whom they have a fundamental, really important relationship. It's not a simple one, but an important one. So I'll like to comment, I'll comment on that. So the reason why today for this practice I suggested the simple relationship is kind of the five-pound weight, Right? And suggesting, you know, pets, children, maybe someone you don't know too well, but you have, you know, kind wishes towards you don't have a very complex relationship with is because what can often happen during this practice is if you have, say, if it's your partner, um, your husband, your wife, your partner, and you have chores and, you know, children duty, and it's like, you know, oh, you love them, and then yet all these complicated things, oh, well, but last month you were not there for me, you know, all the complicated things can come up, which is fine. But while we're trying to get our sea legs, it's nice to have just a simple relationship, oh, a little, you know, a pet, a child, you see those relationships are simpler. When you kind of get the practice under your belt, of course the progression will be more and more complicated relationships. In fact, this practice, um, the progression of it goes in concentric circles. We start where it's really easy, move on to um, our self. Actually, traditionally, self is the first category. In the West, we usually teach the easy category because people sometimes have a, an antagonistic relationship with themselves. So we start where it's easy, um, dear friend, benefactor, self, then to the neutral person, and then to someone you have difficulty with, someone, let's see, at, at work, whom... You wish them well. You develop meta for them and then all beings. So the weights are going to get heavier and heavier. But that's the logic and reasoning for this. Okay. Thank you. Please. Yes. Yes, of course. Of course. If this is a practice of cultivation, as I'm saying. And again, similar to the question that was asked earlier, 
you will work with your children if you choose to and all the complicated relationships you have. This is the first day on this retreat we're offering metta, just to simplify it. So as you have more, you know, more confidence. A simple relationship where is, you know, a dog, they love you. They just love you. You love them. That's kind of the end of it. It's just kind of stay simple, right? Yeah? Or, you know, uh, the neighbor's child who's just adorable. You love them. They love you. And then you give them back to their parents, right? It's just easy, right? Okay, that's what I'm talking about. And then you kind of build up from there. Okay. And then, yes, those relations you're talking about, definitely work, you know, with metta with them. But, you know, yeah, they'll start. Exactly. That's right on. Okay. So, time for one more question, especially if someone hasn't spoken in the hall before. Please, yes. Uh, Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so the question has to do um, about you finding it more natural and easy to start with yourself and then go to your, towards your son. Great, fantastic. If that's how you've been practicing, please continue to do that. And the, re- the reason why in the West, uh, let me elaborate a little bit on what I mentioned briefly. So this practice has um, obviously come from the East, and in the West, with the, the culture of being driven and being so self-critical, there is such a strong, for, for many people, not for everyone, for many people, there is a very strong, critical, self-judging um, narrative. So what we have found, we, you know, as Theravada teachers, we have found through practices, sometimes when we start with the self, it's kind of a no-go. It just kind of stops right there. It's like, you know, may I be happy? Or I don't deserve happiness. Like, oh, okay. So we're going to turn it around where it's really easy. You kind of start there. Pump the heart. Pump the heart like, oh, yeah, there's kindness. There's goodness. There is, look at that. Yeah, there's like, mm, yeah, there is this feeling. Right? It's there. And, oh, can I redirect some of that over here? But if it's easy for you already, Great. Wonderful, fantastic. So that's the reasoning there. And again, it's not for everyone, but for many people. So we just do it that way to kind of prime the heart with kindness and make it even easier to go to the self. Okay? Okay. And I think we should stop, unless somebody has a burning really quick, because I have a minute left. Burning 30 second. Burning 30 second, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there are so... Okay, so the question is 30-second quick question. Great, we're still within time. That was quick. Um, so as I described it, you brought up an, we brought up an image of the another person. Um, 
the feeling that brings up in you and saying phrases. So the question is when we do that for ourselves, um, do we do the same thing? There are so many ways to do that. Um, so many, so many techniques, creative techniques, and we'll share that with you as the week comes tomorrow and the next days. Just quickly, if you want to experiment with it, you can do that with yourself. Uh, one way is to bring an image of yourself as a younger child. That makes it easier. And then you can do the same thing if you want to kind of move ahead a little bit. Good timing. 4.45. Okay. So we'll go back into silence. Of Well, we're in silence. But after metta, sometimes hearts are a little more open. People just kind of want to look around and establish eye contact. Let's not. Let's give each other their space, everybody honoring, respecting the, pre- the, the space that each person might be in at this point. People might actually be even more tender after metta, so they need their space. So, so there's a walking period right now, uh, 4.45, and the evening meal is at 5.15. So wishing you a wonderful walking period and meal. May you be a while. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.